Welcome back to the Uncommon Ground Podcast. We're your co-hosts, Shane and Gabriella. On today's episode, we touch on healthy and unhealthy relationships. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm just not willing to wear uncomfy shoes. I don't know if that's like a sign of my age. Because you're 30-something. 30 30-something. 30 after 30, there's no, like, second number. It's just, like, 30-something. So, yes, because I'm now 30-something. Before, I used to wear shoes, and I guess clothing in general. Mm-hmm. I'd mainly pick for style. It was, like, 90-10. 90% I was, like, as long as this thing is stylish, I can work with it. Mm-hmm. 10% meaning like I can walk and function mm-hmm. where now it's the complete opposite. I now look for like for 90% comfort, 10% fashion. What are you wearing out of comfort? What, well, what were you wearing for fashion first and foremost? Mm. Do we know brands or types of shoes? What was like, what, where was the discomfort stemming from? I think two types of shoes. One heels, which I can't really the, remember the last time that I wore heels. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in corporate, it would be flats. Like, like I should say flats. like, <laughs> but like ballerina flats. And when I say corporate, this is like 2015 corporate. Because oh. I don't think people are wearing flats anymore. Maybe. What are they wearing? Gym I, shoes? Yeah, I was going to say, I think sneaker culture became a lot more acceptable Mm-hmm. When streetwear became more acceptable, which is like the joggers or right. just like more lax fitting mm-hmm. clothes. So now I was, I, that's interesting that you say that because in, in 2015, I remember looking at people going to corporate in their ballerina flats. And I right. kept thinking like, this is not, there's no way those shoes are comfortable on your feet. Correct. Especially in cities where you're taking trains and you're like hauling up and down multiple flights I of know. stairs and heels and flats. Like. It's just not, I don't think I could ever do that again. No, I, I, I see your perspective there. I don't know that I will stop wearing heels. I definitely don't wear them nearly as much as I used to. When was the last time you wore them? It's been a minute. At least five years. I think I, I, tr- you know what, what now has replaced heels for me is, um, loafers. Mm. Loafers. Feel That's also like- a sign of the times. <laughs> it is. It is for sure. So but it's like a heeled loafer. So it's not, it's not, um. Isn't the heel like a fourth of an inch? I mean, but listen, listen. You, d- you also recently invested in kitten heels. Oh yeah, I did do that. Which I used to look at those and be like, who's wearing them? <laughs> you I are am. now. <laughs> I am. I am. All right. I had someone text me a Bible verse this week. Oh, and it's this, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but that's like no. a, it's, it's something that's pretty common when okay. you're in this like religious sector of like a way to communicate with one another. Like, oh, I'm going to wish you a, a happy Monday or a good week. And I'm going to send a Bible verse with okay. it. Okay. So I had someone send me a Bible verse and it was such an interesting experience because it felt like I was seeing this happen but that the person who was sending it didn't know who I was. Mm. Maybe because I haven't shared who I am or maybe because they've never asked. But I thought it was, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I was like, oh, wait, I 
I don't resonate with this anymore. Mm. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's at all a part of who I am. Do you consider that an unhealthy relationship? It probably is. Not that the act of what they did was unhealthy, but it just reminded me that they don't know who I am. Correct. So it, it, I am curious when you think about healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships, how does it, how does communication play a part in that? Mm-hmm. And I think like, let's even back up for a second. Like mm-hmm. when you think about what is a healthy relationship mm-hmm. versus an unhealthy relationship, what does that look like for you? A healthy relationship based on my lived experience is there's a layer of communication that exists. There's a layer of respect that exists. There's a layer of just like curiosity. Even to be remotely interested in who I am now means that there's a curiosity that you have, right? So you don't assume that you know who I am right now. Who who have you become? Who are you becoming? How do you define Mm. like this is healthy? Mm. Okay, so I look at three things. The first is level of respect. When I think of respect, that really comes down to verbal communication. Mm -hmm. Is this person saying things that make me feel good and supported? Mm -hmm. Or are they saying things that can be considered condescending and I feel like I'm being torn down? Mm -hmm. So when I think of respect, it's very much an uplifting feeling. And it's it's a feeling that's mutual. Mm -hmm. The second thing is reciprocation. Mm -hmm. I find a healthy relationship to be one where both individuals are contributing to the dynamic of that friendship. Mm -hmm. Meaning... It feels very much like a partnership. And we talk about this a lot, right? The difference between partnership and companionship. Mm -hmm. So when I think of what's healthy for me, it's very much, I know I'm coming to the table with a level of giving. Yeah. And as long as I feel like... You're being met. Yeah, I'm being met. And that giving is not only appreciated, but also reciprocated. That's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is this idea of freedom that comes from lack of judgment Mm -hmm. i do not like to engage in conversation that feels like it's gossip Mm -hmm. and that immediately creates this feeling of an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. so when i look at what does a healthy relationship look like to me i would say it's those three things respect reciprocation and essentially freedom Mm -hmm. which is lack of judgment yeah so if to me like if i can check those three boxes more than more than often i think that that relationship and dynamic feels healthy to me. Yeah. I looked at this message and I was like, oh, wait, this is a sign of an unhealthy relationship. You've probably tried to like actively participate in communicating. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not who I am. This is not what I align with. These are not my beliefs. It's not what I care about. You can draw the line, but they'll constantly cross. And that to me, that's a lack of respect. Like, well, and that's why the relationship is unhealthy because mm-hmm. I think we both use respect as a sign of a, of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you begin to create and foster a healthy relationship in that situation? I don't know if every relationship can be healthy, no matter how bad we want it. Mm-hmm. Because you have to really define just the same way you ask me, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you define a healthy relationship? That's going to be different for everyone. Correct. And so you have to determine like what are your non-negotiables when mm-hmm. it comes to a relationship, mm-hmm. a business ship, mm-hmm. a partnership with a significant other. You have to really determine like what are those non-negotiables mm-hmm. because once you determine that, you can quickly decipher 
Correct. Whether a relationship and dynamic is healthy or unhealthy. Correct. So I don't know, going back to your question, like I don't know if every relationship could be forced into being healthy. The the piece of this that feels the most challenging is that the way that I've just defined what a healthy relationship is and the way that you just define what a healthy relationship is is very, it's it's pretty different. Yours was more or less like, respect free of judgment or just freedom and then reciprocation aka partnership and reciprocation slash partnership where mine was respect curiosity and communication i do believe that now that we can sit here and have this conversation i understand yours you understand mine that begins to craft a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. right i now have an understanding but the layer that i see missing is we're not having this conversation with everyone Mm -hmm. come to the table here's what here's how i deem this relationship to be healthy or unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And if we can't meet on this common ground, then I don't know if I'm willing to be in an unhealthy relationship. Right. And again, I'll go back to this text message situation. Take years of having a relationship with somebody and then you feel as though it's so far, it feels like such an unhealthy relationship that I don't know where to start. Mm. It feels like years of them probably having an unhealthy relationship with themselves that has now translated into me having an unhealthy relationship with them. But the feeling that, oh, it just kind of exists this way. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's really no healing from this point or there's really no turning point from here. Well, that's hard too, right? Because if you have consistently grown over the past, say five, 10 years, and another person has kind of remained stagnant and who they were five ten years ago correct you are on two different wavelengths especially if you're not really spending a lot of time with one another it is hard to know who the new version of you is mm-hmm. so we've talked about what a healthy relationship looks like if a relationship has anything that's that sits outside of those three things do you classify that as an unhealthy relationship like if a relationship doesn't have respect or communication or curiosity, yeah, immediately think, is it unhealthy? Yeah, I think you're building upon unhealthy habits. Mm. Outside of what I what I would say is true for me, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could recognize right away that my, I don't know if I'd be able to recognize right away these three things are not present. Mm. Respect isn't present. Communication isn't present. Uh, curiosity is not present. However, I can imagine that once I once I grow like a level of irritation or a level of impatience or a level of dislike or a level of gossip, whatever it may be, I can imagine that that's because I've now allowed a level of unhealthiness to continue mm-hmm. to exist. Exactly. Where I feel like I'm the opposite. Immediately when something happens, I'm like, oh, sign of res- disrespect. Yeah. Or like, oh. I feel judgment creeping in here. But what's the action, right? You can see it, but then Mm -hmm. what's the action behind that, right? It's okay, cool. It's creeping in. I see it. I've identified it. Are you drawing a boundary? Are you cutting off communication? What's the... Yeah, I think my natural default is distancing because it's, it's, like I said, it's hard for me to remain in an environment where there is this level of unhealthiness going on. Mm -hmm. And... That's just been my default. Correct. It's just like distance it and protect yourself. Yeah. Guard goes up. Mm-hmm. And that feels 
I can, I, I know that is the default for most people. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you can identify what you define as a healthy relationship or not, you probably see all of these things trinkle in over time. Oh, Mm -hmm. why am I suddenly feeling like I don't want to be around this person? Mm -hmm. Or why am I suddenly feeling on edge when I'm with them? Or why do I... Why do I opt out of spending time with them? Or Or why do I have to talk about all of my accomplishments and prove that I'm worthy? Yeah, yeah. But but that's because it's unhealthy. When we speak about the three things, like, is it okay if one's missing? If two's missing? Like, at what point is the boundary crossed? Unless you are intentionally building relationships with the the, the non-negotiables in mind. Mm Mm-hmm with your non-negotiables in mm-hmm. mind, unless you're intentionally setting out to build relationships and those are at the forefront of everything you do, mm-hmm. there's no way that everyone's building healthy relationships. Yeah, because like I've just had this this visual of like, say you start to, okay, you become aware of this concept, right? Of healthy and unhealthy relationships. You start to take men- mental notes of the people around you. Mm-hmm. What happens if you start to realize that almost all of your relationships are unhealthy? Now what? Like, how do you... I think you have to start clean with a clean slate, like we talked about last episode. And is that just like cutting everybody off? Because I think that that's so hard for people to do because you you get used to being around certain people, right? Whether that's family, friends, significant others, business partners, like you get you, you build lives with people. But you first have to have a healthy relationship with yourself to be able to even see this. Mm-hmm. So I would I would ask you a question in response to your question, question, which is, I don't know if there's a way to have a relationship that is healthy if the things that you believe are not at the forefront of that relationship. Mm-hmm. However, what amount of people out there are aware of what they believe to be non-negotiables for them mm-hmm. in order to make that exist. Because again, if I'm if I'm in a, a friendship or whatever with someone who has an unhealthy relationship with themselves and now I'm willing to bring myself into the mix of that, there's no way for that person to know that our relationship is unhealthy. Mm. They haven't even dealt with their own mm. shit. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's between them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to start with you first. Exactly. So what I guess I would I would ask the question, what amount of people have been willing to deal with themselves first in order to enter relationships in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there's also a level of people subconsciously enjoying sitting in their toxicity. Mm-hmm. So that 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 I mean that's a whole, a whole other layer. conversation. <laughs> A whole layer. You asked the question, is there a way to have a relationship with someone if one or two of those things don't exist? I think most of us do. Mm-hmm. Most of us are connected to or have friendships with or in relationships with people that these these traits mm-hmm. that we have deemed as important are not present. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to recalibrate and make them more present? A hundred percent. And then it's like, how do you, how do you even begin that process? Like, how does one begin that process? Like you, t- you start to take inventory. Like I was saying, right. You take inventory and you're like, holy shit. Like 
99% of the people and relationships around me are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Help. <laughs> if I'm willing to be around 10 people and all of those relationships are unhealthy, that means I'm the problem. Mm. I have to do some work within. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Every relationship is unhealthy. That's an issue. And that takes me back to another previous episode, which is I've muted myself. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that if you're in dynamics or relationships and 99% of them are unhealthy, more than likely you are conditioning yourself Mm -hmm. to shrink and be muted. Yeah. Which is scary. So then the work starts with you. Mm-hmm. So then you have to step aside and look in the mirror and figure out who have I become and am I willing to continue to be that person? Mm-hmm. And only until I figure that out can I adjust my environment Correct. and who I'm surrounding myself with. And that's a whole another battle to overcome yeah. because a lot of times when you're in unhealthy relationships, people around you don't want you to change. No. Because there's also an addiction stemming from within them that's thriving off the toxicity of the unhealthy relationship. Yep. When it comes to establishing a healthy relationship with yourself first, that probably feels the most rewarding Mm. because it's very easy to look outward Mm -hmm. and be like, well, not every one of my relationships are unhealthy, just this one. Well, why am I attached to it? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have to ask the question, am I willing to continue to have an unhealthy relationship with myself? Mm. And that will change the outcome of your unhealthy to healthy relationships. And it's one thing to know the answer to that. And it's another to actually act on that. Yeah. There may be an awareness that I need the inner work but it's a whole nother journey to actually step foot into that journey of actually working on that. Yeah. It's kind of like working out. Mm -hmm. It's like one thing to know I have to work out. Yeah. And then another actually showing up to do it. Yeah. But then you have the people, we'll use the working out example, who are like, oh, I don't like doing that or I'm not willing to Mm -hmm. or this doesn't interest me or it's hard. And there are, there there is a level of, I'm just not willing to do inner work. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So I am now who I am. I am who I am. And so now you become the unhealthy relationship to the next person. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Until then.